it was um, the children at the shelter, Mateo was telling us yesterday after the kids had left, their activity area at the shelter that was here yesterday is in a basement. So when they say we're going to have fun time, they go down into the basement and they play board games. And so coming and playing in the grass was a very big deal for these kids. Um, it was funny, we were cleaning bathrooms last night and I went into one of the stalls and there's all this grass. I thought it was odd. I mean, it was just odd. And then it hit me, I'm like, this kid's been rolling in the grass. That's how this grass ended up where it is. And anyway, it was just a really special time for them practically. But we had the, every government worker I met yesterday said thank you to the church and was just so grateful. In fact, the director of the shelter said, um, this church is a heaven send. I thought that was appropriate. That's what the church should be. It's a heaven send. Amen. And anyway, really great day. But one of my favorite parts of the day, I was able to watch on the security cameras as Mateo was giving the gospel and praying and being a part of prayer and different things. But my favorite part was at the end as everybody had cleared out and there's just a handful of people left. And one of those people left was Mateo. And I come in and my boys are working with Mateo and they got to watch servant leadership because Mateo, who had been in charge of this big event going on during the day, all the kids are gone, all the spotlight's gone, his phone's away, he's not making videos of himself anymore. And um, he's in there mopping, nobody's watching except my boys, and he's in there mopping the gym floor. And it was just so great to have them see an example of servant leadership. Get up, preach the gospel, and then go mop the floor. And um, doing it when nobody was looking, and of course now it's been shouted from the housetop, but you may have lost your reward. I don't know. But, um, but no, in all seriousness, just being able to see that servant leadership, that's part of us bringing our kids along with things like that is um, being able to see someone serve. And I just really appreciate Mateo's servant spirit there. But do either one of y'all have anything you want to share with the church? We got a couple minutes. And do we mic guys? Does somebody have a mic? There we go. Ah, oh, right here, Daniel. Could you give it to? Hello, and thank you very much for everybody's prayers and and support. We were just uh, this is a a big event that I know a lot of you guys were praying for. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We saw God move greatly, not only from bringing all of the it was their first outing as everybody as all the entire shelter came, all their staff came, and. Um, the original plan was we'll have a soccer tournament, we'll have some, uh, we'll have lunch, we'll have more games inside, and then we'll have the option whoever wants to come to the chapel, we're gonna have a, a little chapel service, right? And so they were scheduled to be there till five, and then uh, they received a call that it would be better for them or they needed to leave at 2.30, so then that cut our chapel time by a lot. And so I was talking with them and say, hey, can I, uh, in closing, we're gonna share a couple of words with them, and like, yeah, sure. So instead of, like maybe a small portion of them going to the chapel, we were able to share the gospel to everyone, including all of the staff. And uh, whenever we did the invitation, several of them raised their hand, and all of our, our volunteers were, were able to go and pray for them. There was a lot of tears. The Holy Spirit was moving greatly, and uh, we're very excited. I'm not sure how many were saved. I'm not sure how many lives were changed, but I know that, get, that God did a very, very big work. And 
a lot more people got to hear the gospel. All, all of the staff, all like everybody. So we're very excited. And let's continue praying for them, everybody who heard the gospel, everybody who may have gotten saved yesterday. I'm not sure. And please pray for this Saturday coming up, which is going to be another kind of like this, but about three, four times its size. <laughs> it's going to be November the 12th, this Saturday. Uh, if you guys would like to come volunteer with us, we're going to be uh, reach out to us. Echoteam.org, it's awesome for missions. Thank you so much. One thing that was amazing to see yesterday is as Mrs. Cepeda and I had been working with just the legal issues of them being on the property and everything, liability papers and stuff. And um, as that had been going on throughout the week, I saw in one of their emails them telling Mrs. Cepeda, oh, well, we can't require the kids to come and hear your presentation. We cannot require them to attend a religious service. And so we can all, you can only do this by invitation. And so, you know, Mrs. Zapata and I had been conspiring, you know, maybe whatever they're doing will be so boring that they'll all come to the chapel and sit down and listen. So we had joked about that being so boring. Anyway, we were hoping it would be very boring. And um, anyway, Mrs. one of the kids came and got me from the office and said, Mrs. Zapata wants you now. So I'm like, okay. They're like, everything's been changed. They're leaving. And I'm thinking, oh, no, they're leaving. You know, what did we do? Anyway, come out, and Mrs. Cepeda explains what's going on. And she said, and everybody's coming. My first thought is, wait, we can't require the kids to government service. As soon as Mateo gets up and starts giving the gospel, those government workers are going to shut it down. And anyway, started praying. I had a powerful prayer meeting. And anyway, they all came in. It was the most orderly. I've ever seen a group of kids or teens. They had all the chairs spaced out perfectly in the gym, they brought all the kids in. They sat them down. Then all of the government workers and officials from the um, center come and just stand around the gym, and they all just stood there. And I watched on the security camera as Mateo got up, and he started presenting the gospel, and nobody said, you can't tell them that. And I thought, and the government's getting witness to. So it was just a really, really amazing day to watch all of those things happen. Do you have anything you want to share, Mrs. Cepeda? No? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a really awesome day, exciting when God works and God changes things. Amen. Amen. That was a really big deal. Well, let's turn in our Bibles. I want to read something for a minute. Um, Psalm 22. Psalm 22, appropriate as we prepare for the Lord's Supper. A Psalm of David, but David is not talking about himself. David is writing prophecy. New Testament, he's called a prophet. He's writing prophecy of Jesus. So it would be wise when you read Psalm 22, imagine it's Jesus talking, because David is, there's the question, was David quoting Jesus or was Jesus quoting David? Because Jesus hadn't said this yet. But I think this is a case where David in the Old Testament is quoting Jesus in the New Testament. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. Here we see the humanity side of Jesus as is shown in the Gospel of Luke. Our fathers trusted in thee, and they, tr they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. 
Remember the people standing around the cross? They said, oh, he said he, he trusts in God, let God deliver him. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. Jesus took our sins upon himself, became a reproach for us. Verse 7, all they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, he trusted on the Lord that he should deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. And remember in Sunday school this morning, those of you who are in the class, this is, bears the language of the Gospel of John when he would refer to God the Father as simply as God. He's speaking of the Father here, but you remember who was standing by the cross when Jesus suffered? It was his mother standing there. J. Vernon McGee says that if you read Psalm 22, it tells us what Jesus was thinking on the cross. He didn't say everything verbally, but this is what he's thinking, thinking about his mother as she stands here talking to the Father about it all. Verse um, 11, be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. What happened when they poked his side with the spear? What came forth? Water. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. That's why Jesus said, give me to drink. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked. And of course, dogs, that would be a symbol of the wicked, uncircumcised Romans. Have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked having closed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture, which we know the Roman soldiers did. But be not thou far from me. O Lord, my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. And in the book of Hebrews, it says that Jesus sings with us in the church. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. So he's thinking of what's going to be after his crucifixion. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard, My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. So the, the meek here being satisfied, he's talking about, I am the bread of life, he that takes me, talking about faith, saving faith here, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. 
your heart shall live forever. Eternal life would come because of what Jesus Christ would do on the cross. Verse 27, all the ends of the world shall remember. People from all over the world would hear this message and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. So here he is on the cross. How could he endure the cross? What did Hebrews say? He could endure knowing the joy that was set before him. That's why J. Vernon McGee says this is what he's thinking about. I can keep going just a little longer, just a little longer. For the joy that sat before me, what is it? Because I'm the governor among the nations. They're crucifying me now, but one day they're going to bow before me. Verse 29, all they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow themselves before him. And none can keep alive his own soul. Everyone is helpless without Christ. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born. Who is this people that would be born? This is the church. This is the Gentile church. Yes, it has some Jews in it, but the Gentile church was that people that would be born. And what would the church declare? What was declared yesterday? That he hath done this. This could also be translated. The church would declare that it is finished. He hath done this means it has been completed. It has been done. What has been done? What has been completed? What is finished? Salvation. And that's the message that we, the church, have to be able to tell people, your salvation has been paid for by Jesus Christ. So as we get ready to take part in the Lord's Supper, Pastor, 